I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. In Syria, fighting raged around the main airport in Damascus for a second day today. Syrian rebels are ramping up efforts to topple President Bashar al-Assad, and they seem to be gaining momentum. But the Syrian government still has lots of big armaments, and its air force turned them on rebel positions near the airport today. Meantime, Syria's internet and telephone systems were shut down for a second day running. But activist Amr al-Sadek in Damascus says people are finding ways to get around the communication blackout. I'm using a satellite internet connection. Actually, very few activists in Damascus and Damascus countryside have this. We're managing somehow well with it. Otherwise, the internet is shut down on most of the areas. Everybody I know in Damascus and Damascus countryside doesn't have an internet connection over the last two days. Do you have uh, telephone access? It works sometimes. Satellite phones like Iridium and Inmarsat also still work fine. And those are, as far as we know so far now, are safe. They're not traceable by the regime and we, we're using them. Amr, describe for us what else is going on around you. Obviously, there has been clashes between the Free Syrian Army battalions and the regime units. We know that the airport itself is not a target for the Free Syrian Army. However, the confrontation line has moved a little bit. It was extended from the eastern outskirts of Damascus all the way to the airport. Most of the villages along the airports have been subject to shelling or a heavy machine gun from the helicopters over the last two weeks. Are there other things that you can point to right now that have changed over the past couple of days? The most serious escalation by the regime is cutting the internet and most of the cellular communication, along with the electricity in some parts of Damascus. So nobody knows what's going on. Inside Damascus itself, a lot of people have to do the walking Basically, because if you use a car, it will not move on the checkpoints because they're extensively searching all the cars and some of the roads are already blocked. We're speaking to you as an activist who is based in Damascus, but we can hear in the background, I think you have a child there. So you're also a father. I wonder if you can tell us in terms of daily life, and this would apply clearly to people who support the government as well. What is life like? Daily necessities that everybody needs are not easy to get, and they're like two, three times the price sometimes. Baby milk, for example, diapers. Also, a lot of people have to move a lot to avoid the bombing. The family of my wife had to relocate twice over the last month, and I had relocated a long time before only to avoid the random shelling on my area. Most of the people in my neighborhood, including me, lost all their property during the regime raid on the area. What the regime uses to give an incentive for its soldiers is the green light for looting, rape and everything. And looting is it seems to be the most popular crime for those people because they make a lot of money. They will take whatever they can carry. And if they cannot take it, they will just destroy it. This was actually the case of all my furniture in my house. Is a post-Assad regime something that you feel confident about, given what's happening with the rebels in terms of their different aims for the future? After an armed conflict, there's nothing you can be confident of. However, this revolution went out for a good reason. This uprising went out to get rid of a 40-year-old dictatorship. And getting rid of this is not something you will end up with a democracy the second day. It's going to take a lot of work. And there are some bad scenarios that need to be avoided at the same time. In any case, being subject to shelling every day will just make you worry about your daily necessities. And this is the case of almost every single Syrian inside. However, this is the role of the international community, the opposition outside, the coalition, for example, and everybody else 
to really engineer the period after the Assad regime, we need that period to be of less bloodshed as much as possible, and we need it to go really quickly towards Syria as a democracy. This needs to be the effort of everybody, whether Syrian or in support of the Syrian cause. Amr, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. That's opposition activist Amr al-Sadek in Damascus, Syria.